0: Hi there. Do you know what your anxiety profile is? Me, I was a besieged panicker. We often say that the first step to reversing anxiety is to understand it. And that's why we've created a tool to help you discover your anxiety profile. And it's totally free. In about 90 seconds, you'll receive your customized anxiety profile. And it will answer so many questions you've probably been struggling with, including, am I going crazy? And why me? So if you haven't yet, pause this episode and head to lifefreeofanxiety.com slash profile or click the link in the show notes. I promise you'll get a lot more out of this and every episode once you know your anxiety profile. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Life Free of Anxiety podcast. It is Erica back with you. I'm excited because we have Facing Covington back with us. And um, in this week's episode, she's talking about uh, sex and how that can affect the anxious person. So if you've had some issues in this area, we're going to talk about it. We're going to shed the light on this. This isn't a topic that's widely talked about or discussed, but we're going to talk about that this week. And also we're going to talk about self-compassion. Just to remind you who Faison is, she is one of the voices on the Change program. Each week there is a certain amount of um, learning on each session. And Faison had done the program herself and is one of the people you hear from on the program. And um, how everything impacted her, and she also guides you. She's a licensed social worker who practices psychology. So lots of good stuff. I always love having Faison on the show because. She has such a way of, of just talking to you and understanding it because she's been through it, too. But um, she's been recovered for a really long time, and she's just a wealth of knowledge. So good stuff straight ahead. If you didn't hear last week's episode, make sure you listen. I told you about how you can get the Calm and Headspace app for free. Two tricks on how you can get that for free in last week's episode. And the Calm and Headspace apps, if you don't know, are relaxation apps with, they're just basically libraries with all kinds of different uh, relaxation techniques. I've been using one uh, for taking walks lately, where you kind of just notice the sounds around you and you notice your sights around you. And it's really relaxing. And that counts, by the way, as doing a relaxation exercise, even when you're up and about and you're not lying down with your eyes closed, um, that can count too. So if you want to hear how you can get those for free, just refer back to the last episode of the show. Okay, so I'm going to tell you next week how you can be a part of the Change Anxiety Treatment Program relaunch, the Change Program. It's helped over 200,000 people overcome anxiety. That's a lot of people, and I'm one of them, and so is Dr. Barr. So like I said, we have revamped it. We're getting it out there, and we're making it available to you a lot of you have reached out to us by email or on Facebook and asked, what is this program that you and Dr. Barr did uh, to get better? That's going to be uh, public knowledge starting next week. And then we're also giving away the Free From Fears book for free, which is the kind of the foundation of the change program. It's a book that Faison wrote. Um, it's one of the main reasons why we have her on this week, because we're giving away her book. Uh, she co-wrote it with Anne Seagrave, actually. But It's a great book about overcoming anxiety, and it's also, like I said, the foundation to the program. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Life Free of Anxiety podcast, where each week we'll bring you another discussion to help you on your way to overcoming your fears. I'm Erica, and together with Dr. Charles Barr, a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in anxiety, we'll be your guides on this journey. Because you are not broken, you are not alone, and you are on your way to living a life free of anxiety. All right, well, I am so happy to have Faisen Covington back with us. Um, She is going to be talking about a book that she wrote, uh, she co-wrote, actually, with Anne Seagrave called Free From Fears. It is a really, really good book. It combines cognitive, behavioral, and goal-oriented therapies And it offers a program to help sufferers overcome their fears and take active roles in their life again. So thanks for being here, Faison. Oh, thank you. It's great to have you back. I feel like you're our friend of the show now. So how did you and Anne come together to write this book? Because you each had your own unique stories.
1: Well, we were um, approached by um, a lady out in Southern California. His name is Judy Hilfiger. Hill singer, I think, and she felt like we should write a book. Uh-huh. So she heard us speak um, either to a group of professionals or to on a TV show. I'm not real sure where she heard us, and she contacted her friend Betsy Nolan in New York, who was a literary agent, and said, "Betsy, these girls need to write a book." And this was and, after
0: the change program that you created, yeah, right? Okay.
1: Yeah, this was after we had created the change program. And so Betsy said, okay, and she asked us to write um, a table of contents and three chapters and send them to her. Hmm. So we did, and um, she, what they call shopped it, <laughs> meaning she sent it around to some publishers. Mm-hmm. And Simon and & Schuster, there were two or three people who bid on it. And Simon and & Schuster offered us the most money. And so we took, that's how we decided who to publish it with. And they published it under their imprint, one of their um, self-help imprints mm-hmm. um, called the Biden Press. Okay. And so that's how we get, that's how we came to do it. And what we did was we just wrote what we were basically doing with clients to help them get Recovery from panic disorder, agoraphobia, post-traumatic stress, and OCD. You know the issues that the Change Program covers, mm-hmm. which are you know, basically all of the, all of the anxiety disorders can be can be treated through the Change Program. So we just we just put it down in book form and put it up. We thought it would reach help reach more people, and it did. So we were we were glad to have have the opportunity to to write that book. It was fun.
0: Any interesting stories from people who read the book that had a lot of success or um, interesting experiences from it?
1: Well, you know, the main thing it, it is one of the most fun, rewarding. Phenomena of having of working in the anxiety treatment field in the 80s, the 90s, the 00s, and right on through now is that so many people have been misdiagnosed and missed. You yeah. know, they've been people have said doctors, doctors, hospitals, uh, professional therapists have said, you know, just snap out of it or mm-hmm. stop. Stop Worrying was always my favorite. Stop Worrying. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So we always get, you know, just tear-jerking letters of you saved my life. I lived in hell. My life was hell. I wouldn't want my worst enemy to live like this. Yeah. I found your book or I found your program or I heard you ladies on a TV show and I sent away for the free information and I did your program. So it wasn't, it wasn't much different from the book with the book than it is from hearing from people with the program. Mm-hmm. It's just almost, a thank God, thank God. But uh, there've been a lot of books written since then um, that are also helpful. So it's not like if you don't find our book, you're, you know, you're not going to ever get anything good, but right. th- because there's a lot of good stuff out there now, but we, but the people who find us, I haven't found anybody else yet yeah well <laughs> so, thankful they're just you know we just what we just get is just a lot of gratitude just a lot of gratitude and every story like you know I couldn't go to my child's graduation but I can go to my next child. you know things like right like I've, I haven't been able to work in my field and now I can go but, you know just lots of things you know I've not been able to drive a car Um, And now I can again, or I couldn't go over bridges. I couldn't travel with my family. Now I can,
0: Mm.
1: Um, you know, just lots of stuff like that. Just basically over and over and over again, because the anxiety disorder is so disabling. Yes. It it, it interferes with your ability to lead a functional, joyful life.
0: And I think what's so unique about the book is that, It's you. I like that you specifically say we don't really want you to sit here and listen to what we've been through because both you and Anne had had your own anxiety that was debilitating. But that's not really the point of the book. The book is to offer actually what to do to get better from anxiety. And I know there are a lot of good resources out there. But there's not a lot of uh, direction out there, I would say. And that's what I love about this book is it's actually direction. Here's what you need to do. You know, you share a little bit about what you guys went through, but it's it's an action book. And I know when you're an anxious person, you really want answers. You're not really looking for, you know, just another book. Um, and that's what I think really sets sets the change program and this book apart is it's an active role you can take to change your life again to get it back to normal
1: it's it's very specific yes it doesn't it doesn't just say you you need to relax it says here's what you need to say to yourself it doesn't just say oh you need
0: to really take it easy right
1: it says and this is what that looks
0: like yeah or else nobody would get better
1: Right and this is how many times you have to do it and this is yes the key how long you have to do it right Yeah, you know, it, it's not it's not general it's a uh, specific uh,
0: yeah. yeah and i know that there's some topics covered in here that they're not the topics that get you better necessarily but they're very important topics that you do cover for instance self compassion which is something that I've had to work on so much in my life, especially when I embarked on the change program, I didn't really know how mean I was to myself sometimes or the things I was saying to myself until I took a look at that. Um, And I love, even the last time I talked to you, you told me self-compassion is key because I was being hard on myself and, and it's true. I mean, can you, can you explain a little bit about self-compassion and and the role Mm -hmm. it takes or you need to get better? i I would love the chance to talk more about that.
1: I think that in the intervening years since Ann and I wrote that book and since Lou and Ann and I founded the Change Program, I don't think I understood how important it was then. Mm -hmm. I I really do not. And it's not just that it's important for recovery, but it's important for long-term recovery. Mm. It's important to keep you from getting back into an anxious state. Mm, and that's good. part of the reason that self-compassion is so important is because anxiety comes from internal conflict as well as external stress. So if there's a part of you that feels awful about yourself yeah, and another, and another part of you that says, hey, I should really be doing good self-care, those two parts are in conflict,
0: mm-hmm.
1: fighting within yourself. And over time, the stress of that can cause panic again. Panic attacks again. And the the only way to treat that, that I know of, is self-compassion. You just, you just there's no, there's just, you just got to practice that. And, you know, a lot of us come from faith traditions that don't really, don't really practice that very much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're more like, you know, what, what do you need to do for others? And it's like, well, it's good to do for others
0: yeah but most
1: people with anxiety already are overdoing they're they're overdoing they're neglecting their own physical emotional spiritual recreational nutritional self yes and they'll go make food for everybody else and they'll they'll eat last
0: It's a big web it's a big web to untangle because when you are feeling anxious sometimes you I mean, that just adds to you feeling bad. I mean, I always had this spiral of I'm anxious. I feel bad about being anxious. I'm a bad person because I'm anxious. I'm weird because I'm anxious, you know, and it can, it grows from there on an already, you know, on a person who's already hard on themselves. So it's, it takes a, a lot of untangling, wouldn't you say, of, of, of going kind of within and, and <laughs> consciously hearing all those things you're saying and, looking through it and being real about it?
1: It's, it's really hard. And a lot of times it has to start with, you know, I, I, it's not my fault that I've got this anxiety. In a way, I've got this anxiety because I didn't listen to my body and because I didn't pay attention to my limits. Mm-hmm. So the anxiety is trying to keep me from overdoing. And it sort of overdoes it and shuts us down yeah and it's not going to let go of shutting us down until it sees that we are capable of doing self-care. So it's just not going to loosen its, its um, hold on us until it sees that we are really genuinely going to do our best to take care of ourselves. One more thing to the day. you know let me let me take this phone call, even though I'm washing the dog and I've got something flying on the stove.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that that is an anxious person's way of living life and well,
0: feeling guilty if they haven't done all of it right the perfectionistic personality that's the
1: perfectionistic what... personality the person who doesn't feel like they're good enough unless they are doing it perfectly and people fight me on that they say oh you're wrong about me i'm not perfectionistic i'm that I, I have a dirty Uh, my house is not clean or it's messy. And I'll say,
0: that's not what perfection is. Right. Perfection
1: is feeling bad about it being messy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Somebody that I respect greatly, who's worked with many, many students, said, I've never met a perfectionist who's very good at one particular thing. And it's because they couldn't get it perfect, so they quit. And and that's so true. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I've quit a lot of things out of frustration that it wasn't perfect and that the person who really succeeds in life can let themselves make mistakes. Right. I mean, how else do we get by? How else do we learn? But we get so stuck in seeing everybody else being so great, but they're great because they made mistakes to get there. And, oh, man, it's tough learning. It's tough learning when you're wired this way or you are this way. It's um, It's, it doesn't happen overnight. to undo. Yeah. I like that perspective.
1: It, it's, if you're always multitasking, then you're not focused enough on one thing to maybe get to be as good at it. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just a real tangled up web because there isn't any such thing as perfection. Right. So when, when I'm working with clients, I start with there isn't any such thing as perfection. They really have a hard time. Mm. Believing me, believing me, but there, but there, there isn't, it's, yeah. it's not a good goal because it's not achievable because there's no such thing. Right. It's not just that there's no such thing for you. It's just no such thing.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. There's just, it's just not out yeah. there. It just, it just it, seems it, like there is, but it's not there.
1: Well, we're, yeah. Because we're in body, we're humans and we're stuck in a body and our body is limited. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get it perfect in this life, and we're not put here to get it perfect. We're not supposed to get it perfect. We don't expect that of people we love, but we somehow expect that of ourselves. Yep, and it and it is a real dangerous misperception I don't know. What about I think once once you get over this agoraphobia, anxiety stuff, you are much less involved in in that whole that whole um, stuff about. Things being perfect and your life being perfect, I just think you get to the point where you're like, mm, I don't know.
0: That's so, you don't
1: you don't care
0: as much. That's true. I think this program really works on you as a whole and you, your self esteem, everything mm-hmm. from your self esteem to completely recovering from anxiety and the things it takes and the the personal growth that you know, you need to work on and and discover within and basically deal with, which a lot of people in their lifetime never will. So you right. do kind of come away with a leg up, you know, with not getting so sucked in when everyone else is. Yeah. Switching gears a little bit, how is the anxious person affected when it comes to sex? I think it's very interesting that you had this chapter in the book because I've never really heard this covered before. Uh, and I think it's an important topic. It's not talked about very much.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know because because this isn't, you know the whole thing about psychotherapy nowadays is that every everything is specialized. so mm-hmm. if you're specialized in treating anxiety, then you don't treat sex disorders you send you send your patients somewhere else for that but so, but people with anxiety don't talk. About sex a lot, yeah, and they just just like they don't know what's normal in other areas of their life, right? They don't know what well, they don't know what's normal, so they don't know, you know, if they are um, in a good place sexually or not, you know, not good place sexually. They just sort of don't. Mm. So if people have an issue with that that they would like to talk about, and it's related to perfectionism or it's related to being able to set good boundaries for yourself, or be able to ask for what you need, then it's a part of the overall anxiety disorder.
0: Mm.
1: Because anxious people will defer their needs to somebody else's needs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They will put up with stuff that they don't want to put up with to make other people happy. And they don't—they are guessing frequently what what is normal and what's expected. They don't always know, and so. Yeah, that's a topic that anxious people need to pay attention to. And also when you're in a state of anxiety, of high anxiety, the sex drive is not at its finest. Mm -hmm. It's tamped down. And it's hard to be relieved of anxiety enough to get into a place where you can focus, focus on your internal sexual responses because the anxiety responses are... The anxiety symptoms are so front
0: and center, you use so much energy alone on your anxiety um it's hard to you know to focus on on something else something something desirable or something for you, even I think when you're right
1: it's, it's hard to have enough left over to do anything that's recreational, yeah. You're just getting through the day with your anxiety, and somebody says, hey, do you want to have sex? And you're like, no, I don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I, I just want to live another hour. I I just, you know, no, I don't want to have sex, no. Yeah. But because because you feel like you should, you go, oh, yeah, that'd be great,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely talk about that more in-depthly in the book about just what you might feel and... And uh, and I I love that in the I think the first page, it kind of talks about how we have all these ideas of sex thrown at us. And that's why some of the problem happens too later of why why we again, the word should what it what should sex, you know, what should sex be? And it's society and movies and everything is, is thrown at us. It should be this. And when you're not living up to this as an anxious person, again, you're failing somewhere. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's usually not that you're failing yourself; it's that your your sense is that you're failing somebody else. Right, your you're partner.
0: Failing, you're failing your
1: partner. You know, so if you you know, you, I don't want people to feel like they're failing at all. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to fail, <laughs> at least say, "I just, des- I just, des- I deserve more than I'm getting." How can I look at it differently for me? So you would use it in a in a compassionate way for yourself. And I'm not saying ignore your partner's needs. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But it's very important that you begin to think about yourself. And having a better sex life, sex experiences or is very much part of getting over anxiety. There's also, I don't remember if we put this in the book or not, but because the anxious person is limbic sensitive and because adrenaline is related to female hormones, mm-hmm. especially, there's a lot more intensity of feeling in this population than there is in other and in, in people who are not super anxious. Hmm. So sometimes the intensity of sex is really scary to in people.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting, and so, then the same yeah. thing
0: can be for exercise too, right? The intensity of exercise can get yeah, you, yeah, it can. Your yeah. heart rate going, and yeah. Yeah, I've heard and that. and sometimes
1: like med- people can't do meditation or they can't do deep breathing because it sets off panic.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So all those things are very, very true, and would not be true with other people with without these sensitivities. Hmm.
0: But you can yeah. get past that, right? If you're if you feel like that during meditation,
1: you can absolutely
0: get past that. Or working out or yes. sex. Yes. The, the, the same techniques that
1: we use to get past being afraid of the anxiety symptoms, you can, you will be used to get past the symptoms, the feeling of, oh, if I do this, it's going to push me into a place I don't want to be. It's exact same sets of, of, um, what am I trying to say? Recovery. Not exercises, but yeah, just a sense of, um, what's the noun? Um, interventions that you do with yourself. You say, okay, this is what this is. This is what not what, this is not what this is. This is going to affect me this way. It is not going to make me go crazy or lose control. You know, this is just normal deep breathing. And, you know, and the feeling that I'm having is is not going to hurt me. Because mm-hmm. the, the feeling is that it will hurt you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the worry. message.
1: <laughs> the worry is you're going to die from this. And you didn't die from it yesterday, but that doesn't mean you won't die from it today.
0: Right. Yes. And that's exactly. the fear that an
1: anxious person lives with. Is because the doctors haven't been able to say what it is and how to get over it, people think, well, how do I know it's not going to really kill me?
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to Facing Covington as much as I enjoyed talking with Facing Covington. We've got part two of this episode next week um, and also information on how to get the book Free From Fears that she talked about on this episode. She's going to talk a little bit more about that next week and some other things. And then we're also going to tell you how you can get the book for free. And also, you can always email me. I love hearing from you. Erica at com is my email. Um, you can give us a rating. That's cool. And um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever social media is found, except TikTok. We're not there. Okay. Have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope that something in today's conversation provided you with a feeling of hope, determination, or purpose. I know what you're going through. And that's why I want to give you some of the tools that helped me in my anxiety journey. To get your free copy of Dr. Barr's relaxation audio that helped change my life forever, just go to lifefreeofanxiety.com relax. Thanks again for listening, and remember, you are not broken, you are not alone, and you are on your way to living a life free of anxiety. See you next week. Before you go, I wanted to give you one last reminder to discover your anxiety profile at lifefreeofanxiety.com profile. Going forward, we really think this should be the starting point for everyone's anxiety journey. Once you're done, once you're done, you'll probably wonder how we could learn so much from just a few questions. It really is amazing. What you don't see is behind the scenes, your responses are compared to what we've learned from helping over 200,000 people just like you reverse their anxiety over the past 40 years. It's a data-backed assessment with real insights. I promise it's worth 90 seconds of your time and it's totally free. Just click the link in the show notes or head to lifefreeofanxiety.com slash profile and I'll talk to you again soon.